0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of In Process with Redmond Presbyterian Church. I'm Austin Ashenbrenner, and I'm glad that you're here with us. When we began this project together, we said that we would include stories from around our church, but also around our community to hear ways that our partners and our friends, our neighbors, were also Learning about where God was at work. And so today I'm excited to introduce you to two of my friends and colleagues, Pastor Yvonne from uh, Redmond United Methodist Church and Pastor Debbie from Faith Lutheran Church down the hills, uh, down the hill from us at Redmond Presbyterian. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation uh, with these two friends and the ways that they're learning about where God is at work amongst us. I hope you enjoy. One quick note about this episode. It was our first experiment with recording over a Zoom call, so the audio is less than perfect, but it's all there. And again, I hope that you are encouraged by this time together. Look forward to following up with you all uh, after you listen. Enjoy.
1: back everybody and welcome to our podcast here at Redmond Presbyterian Church that we are calling In Process as we're learning about what God's doing in our midst. Uh, We have a special episode this week that I'm excited to share with you. You get to hear from uh, two of my colleagues and friends, Pastor Debbie from Faith Lutheran Church here in Redmond and Pastor Yvonne uh, from Redmond United Methodist Church also here in Redmond. Not just here in Redmond, On the same street, just down the hill from us. So these are very much our neighbors and and friends here in in our community. And so, uh, Debbie and Yvonne, welcome. We're glad that you are here. I thought maybe as a way of uh, introducing yourself, you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then our our question that we like to kick off each episode with, which is uh, tell me about a place uh, that you are currently enjoying, whether that's a a chair in your house where you sip coffee or a cafe or, or anything in between. Uh, Yvonne, how about you lead us up?
2: Great. Thanks, Austin. I'm glad to be here. Um, My favorite place right now, I thought that question was favorite place in Redmond. Um, (laughs) And so I put in uh, Victor's Coffee. Whenever there's a congregant or staff wants to go grab something, Victor's Coffee is my go-to. I go there for lunch. I get the casino sandwich. Uh, most days um and so i've just been really enjoying um the victor's coffee in that space and being able to walk around the neighborhood so that's
1: great that's great that's 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 like a bonus answer not just your place but your order too so now we all know what to order (laughs) when we go to victor's i like it uh debbie what about you
2: i uh Thank you for having me. I don't have an order for you though. <laughs> <laughs> I took this as a place, just a place, like you said, whether it's a personal place or um, a chair or a spot. So first thing that came to my mind is I created this new garden area in my yard and I love it. We tore out a section of yard that really was kind of around the corner on the house that we, didn't, we weren't really using and it's been like a spiritual practice for me to do this planting and nurturing and watching and the waiting. And it's been so fun to see these flowers open. And I, and I research different um, native plants and it's just been a project that has fed me a lot. It brings me a lot of peace. I feel really grounded just spending time there and, and I feel a connection to creation in a way that I haven't with other yard care. And that's, that's really spoke to me recently. So that that's the place that I am enjoying most thoroughly these days.
1: Love it. Thank you. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's, it's fun to picture that and see those places that are uh, as, as we have talked about that question is kind of an icebreaker, but it is also, I think uh, a good, as you just, described a like, spiritual practice into how do we uh, attend to, uh, where we are and, and what's going on in our midst and, and importantly, what, what God's doing in our midst. So, uh, that's, that's fun. Well, again, thank you both for being here and, um, and, and agreeing to, to share your experience of, of our community and, and, um, our, our hope with this podcast is uh, for the people of rpc and and beyond is to continue reflecting on ways that god is at work in our midst and and one of the things i want to talk about today with the two of you as as uh, local pastors is to think about the idea of community and belonging and i think um in our conversations as as we've shared coffee and lunch together i i, I find um as pastors we are often thinking about community we're not somehow experts necessarily on on how to build perfect community, but we think a lot about what does it mean to gather for worship on Sundays or in the community or connecting with other people. Um, And I think in this post-pandemic world in particular, and we've had some good conversations about this, we're learning a lot about connection, right? About how important it is, how challenging it can be, where we're finding new ways to connect or new expressions of community. I I was reading an article uh, by Adam Grant recently about uh, how young people are, are kind of putting all of their eggs in the basket of work to be their, their kind of source of community and meaning and, and coming to places of being very disillusioned by that. You know, what happens when you realize that while your job is wonderful, it, it, it's not really your, you know, kind of your, your, your family, like you thought it was. So anyway, as I I was thinking about that and reflecting, I wanted to to put the question in front of you two. What is something that you're learning these days about community and belonging in your work as as you work with your uh, respective churches? Uh, What are you learning? Well, I'll just stop there. Maybe you want
2: to take this one first? Sure. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to call on us or not. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go for it. I'm not sure that this is anything new, but maybe more intensified. Just our first of all, our deep need for community, for mm-hmm. connections, um, and how we've had to be creative in figuring that out. That even in the midst of you know re- remote work, even in the midst of divisions that are present in our society and our sometimes in our own families and our communities that we still have this longing to be connected and I always to me that's such a big piece of being made in God's image is our need to be in community in connection with one another um, did the and it is also my belief that we learned how fragile community is um, through the, the months of the pandemic and Times where we were forced into isolation, and perhaps personally, and then other folks that I've talked to, perhaps we had kind of taken um, connections um, and ways of gathering for granted. And when those ways were taken away from us, they became more precious to us. Um, We realized the gift they were, and that um, because of different restrictions and um, guidelines and gathering. And then as those were being lifted, we had to be intentional in ways that we could come together and mm-hmm. and come together uh, safely. So I would say to, to kind of put all that together, our, our deep need for community and then realizing how fragile connections really can be. That'd be my first response to this question.
1: That's great. Yeah. Deep need. And and then yeah, what happens when when it when that goes away? What do you think, Yvonne? What have you seen?
2: Yeah, I think the one of the learnings that I've um, recognized, acknowledged in the last six months has been simple (laughs) simplicity Hmm. um, in what connection means, the simplicity in what belonging means. Um, We we've we've been um, in person and virtual uh the whole uh the past since I've been at Redmond UMC and um there are still folks who are not comfortable meeting in person. So um and so it's really easy to spot quote unquote. Oh, you can't see me, but I'm (laughs) I have my quote fingers. It's easy to spot newcomers. And we've had um a number of newcomers and um, I remember there was this one young adult and she came up to me um, a couple of weeks ago and she said, and I was like, Hey, so what, what is it about our church that that makes you come back? Cause she had been coming back every Sunday for three months, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, and I said, what, what made you come back? And she said, um, you know, the second week that I came back, everyone in that North knew my name hmm. and she didn't have a name tag on, but everyone um, remembered her name. And she said that was, that was so meaningful and just kind of um, showed her that, that community piece um, in our, in our church. So um, that's it. Simple, yeah. <laughs> simple.
1: I like it. Uh, yeah. That, And I think that connects with what Debbie was saying. It's simple. And, and that, you know, that story you described, the need is, has been brought to the surface. I think before community, we, like Debbie said, we took community for granted. It, it, yeah, it was nice. It was kind of the icing on the cake of our week. You know, if we got to get together with friends um, and it's, it's come to the place where we realize how essential it is for our lives. And especially when you take it away for almost two years um, but yeah, that really is interesting to hear. We always want to make kind of be a warm, welcoming group for, for new visitors, but yeah, to have somebody say like how, how, how impactful that was. Um, I guess my, my, my ongoing question is, um, you know, how, how many of these things are, are becoming permanent, deeply impacting our, our way of life in terms of are these, um, you know, the, the release of kind of coming out of the pandemic, oh my gosh, it's so good to be together. And then we'll kind of revert back to pre-pandemic ways of, of taking things for granted like that. Or if, um, or if some of this is kind of rewiring the way that we understand, um, you know, community and our, our need to, to be together. And so I, I wonder for you too, this is kind of my, my next question. And um, you know, the folks at, at home are, are, predominantly our audience is is redmond presbyterian folks maybe a few outside of that um so since they don't know you i'll i'll share with them that both you yvonne and debbie are are relatively new in in your two churches uh both of you started uh in the midst of or or, or during the pandemic right I, i think i got that right so within the last uh two years so you're both kind of um I think this is really helpful. You both bring really fresh eyes to the Redmond community and and your two churches in particular. And so I'm wondering, um, kind of going down that road of, you know, do you think, or, or what questions are are we asking? So the question I'm asking is, are, are these things uh, that we're learning about community, are they, are they around for a long time? Are they going to stick? Are they going to really stick with us and change how we do what, what questions are on your mind as you continue to think about our community at large, kind of Redmond that, that we all live in, or, or your churches? I'm, I'm curious to know what, what questions you continue to want to explore.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I can go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the uh, things that our Welcome and Hospitality team has been um, wrestling with is, do, does what we think as Redmond United Methodist Church, does the way we view welcoming and being hospitable the same way as someone sees that outside of the community? Because there's so many ingrained cultures and traditions, and this is just how things are done, that newcomers just will not get off the bat. And so there's either that you know sense of belonging if you understand that culture or not Mm. um and so we're actually going through a hospitality audit to try and um and um name some of those those expectations that 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 we want um that may not be as hospitable and Mm. it, it reminds me of um in the Hebrew Bible when I um, think those angels came and visited Abraham um, and they were and they said I just want I just need some water and bread and well Abraham goes and and tells Sarah to to prepare you know a bigger feast than what they asked for and so that's that's the that's how we're kind of looking at this is when um, when folks come to our space. Um you know, asking for you know water or something to eat, is there one is there a more hospitable way of saying, okay, this is what we can offer you and um and um, think about hospitality that way
1: uh, I like it well, yeah, I love that point about being aware of the way that we offer hospitality versus the way that it's received. You know, so often we can be like, we're, we're incredibly welcoming and and people feel like to your, you know, to yourself perhaps, but you know, what is it? What is it? The, the feeling of walking into a new place completely cold is, uh is really hard and, and can be That's terrifying. Scary. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I don't think we often appreciate that unless we do it, you know, unless we try it, put ourselves in a, in a new spot, walk into a space yeah it's that's that's really interesting i like that hospitality audit that's cool
2: (laughs) debbie what about you yeah i like that hospitality audit too that is awesome i think for us one of the, the questions that i've wanted us at faith to keep asking and to be aware of is about creating community and how we want to be creative Um, and not just look for things to go back. You know, for a while I heard, I can't wait for things to go back to the way they used to be. But I, we're not people who look back. I mean, we're people of new life, resurrection people. So how can we keep looking forward to where God is calling us now and to bring that learning, you know, that you talked about, Austin, you know, the things that we're learning about in community, Are we going to keep those with us or will they just kind of drift away? You know, you start a new diet plan, everything's great till lunch. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) you know, you go back. So I don't want, I don't want that to happen. And just because someone might not be with us or enter into the community in, in traditional ways or ways we expect or ways that used to be, can we still recognize that people who are connected to us through Zoom, or through online worship, or maybe it's through phone calls, or just different ways. How is our ministry of presence different now than it was before, and how can we keep nurturing that? Because there are, in our community as well, people who are still not able to gather in person, people who don't feel safe, people who whose level of being present, physically present, is much more restricted than it was before. And at the same time, there are people who were very much excluded because they couldn't be in the building. You know, there was one way um, to be community, to be part of the community, but now there's there are more than one way for folks. And so how do how how can we keep connected? to folks in all of those ways. So it's almost like embrace the embrace is bigger. But I think with that comes some challenges as well. And and to me, as I said, that key piece is being, being open to where God's calling us and how this community and these connections can work now and not just kind of looking behind. You know, we want to go back. We want to go back. Um,
1: that is such a... a- an important word that, like, we want to go forward. Yeah, because it made me think of you know, kind of the the voices in in Exodus. They're like, we just want to go back to Egypt, right? And it's like, no, this you know what God is doing. It it, it might be uncertain. We might not might not know what happens in the wilderness, but um, but our God is the one that's leading us forward. And I, and I appreciate how you. Gave us a complex, like, showed us the the complexity of that picture. Yeah, as I think, we're all living through this as we're trying to connect online. We're doing this uh, podcast right now over a Zoom call. Uh, we do worship, I'm sure you all do, you know, both in person and online. All of these multifaceted ways that we're finding to connect are great, but they add all sorts of layers about, okay, how do we do this well? And how do we attend to people? And how do we, you know, keep learning in, in the midst of that? Um, I'm curious. From either of you two, has has there been a place where you've a place of community, a, an expression of community or connection um, in the last few months or or or, or further that has surprised you? I, I'll I'll share an example um, and then would love to hear your thoughts. Like there was somebody in our congregation who, um, this was kind of more during when we were still a bit more locked down. Uh, sent out a a Facebook community message that said, hey, hey, is there anybody in the neighborhood that wants to get together once a week and go for a walk? I mean, it was that simple. And like 20 people responded. And and one thing leads to another. And there's this walking group. It's not a church walking group. It's just a, hey, let's meet up in the neighborhood and walk and get to know each other. And um, I saw that all happen. And I I reached out and, and asked her about it. And it was just such this amazing expression of, I don't know if that would have happened pre pandemic or if people would have been a little bit more like, well, that's weird, you know, or, or, but people were just ready to, to be together and it was safe to, you know, be outside and be social distance, socially distanced and all of that. Um, anything like that, that you guys have seen where you're like, well, that that's interesting in terms of what, what getting together or connection or belonging looks like.
2: I yeah, had, this is Debbie. I had um, similar experience that you were describing, Austin, kind of those surprising ways to find um, connections with things that have been lost. For example, I've heard from several people when I first came to Edmund just how they missed the senior center Mm. not being open. And of course, you know, that's part of a whole remodel, rebuild kind of a deal, but there are along those same lines, the pandemic has given us these gaps of times where people relied on coming together as a community that were taken away and, and being inventive about invitations and extending invitations. I think those, I've heard similar stories to that. And along those lines, it's even um, friends of people who are members of the church and not, you know, membership is I, I don't use that in a strict term, but people who are regularly participating and, and then their friends reaching out or asking me to reach out to their friends. Um, and I just, I really appreciate that because in I, I hear in that that they're listening to those who have these gaps where these places of loneliness or, or places of grief and loss and and how can we make connections and help fill in those losses for those that we love and care about so it's not well you should come to church and meet our pastor or meet my friends at church it's how can i connect my friends how can i connect my pastor to you Um, and, and i really think it's such a personal and intimate way of forming a community that can be really deeply important on both sides of that
1: love it. I like that. Yeah. New, new expressions, people being creative. What about you, Yvonne, anything that you've been surprised by or seen in that, that world? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so I usually, I have this rule where, oh, the first three months, first year of, of an appointment, yeah. um, I try not to change, uh, <laughs> anything. And however, um, one of the things that I felt uh, very strongly about was celebrating communion every Sunday. Just a small, you know, folks <laughs> Folks are used to it, uh, used to it once a month. And so I introduced it as first as of Lent, during Lent. We will um, celebrate communion every week. And after Lent, it was... This is good. Let's let's keep doing this. And so now it's um, it's gotten to we're celebrating it every week. Um, and because um, our the United Methodist Church still recommends that we um, not have communion indoors, right, we yeah. have been celebrating communion um, on the breezeway. And someone actually just came up to me yesterday um, and she was like, Pastor Yvonne, we need to be able to, to, to show people that that communion is here. And um, let's, uh, you know, let's have communion on the sidewalk. And so it's just these these little ideas of, um, of how, um, how to make connection to folks and, um, and at the same time, how do we take this, this practice of the spiritual practice of um, communion and just kind of um, turn that around as a grounding for, mm. for connection um, as a community and connection to, mm. to God.
1: I love that. Yeah. both Theologically is this grounding of community, but I'm also a big fan of the idea of sidewalk communion. That's awesome. That's fun. Um, so last question is as, as we think about what we're learning as we think about places we've been surprised um, as we continue to to learn about how to build a community which which was never easy even pre-pandemic and now we're kind of learning in, in new ways on our on the fly um, when you think about Redmond when you think about your respective churches what what's what excites you or what what gives you hope as you look forward to, Uh, life. I, I I'm especially thinking a lot these days about, you know, fall of 22 and, and, and beyond. Um, we're recording this, uh, on, on July 20th. So folks might hear this, uh, you know, a few months later, I don't know what COVID will do this fall. None of us do, but we're hoping that it continues to move in the direction of, of us being able to gather more freely. Um, you know, so as as we step into that, as we continue to to figure out what life looks like in 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 this day and age, what what gives you hope or or what excites you as you think about joining God in the midst of uh, building community in in Redmond? Uh, Debbie, how about you go first?
2: Sure. You bet. I'm excited for the Spirit's presence in what's happening, and I hear people's stories. We start our council meetings by asking, "Where have you seen God's?" work God's presence God's grace in your life and to hear the way that that question has opened our eyes it's a question to take into our whole community and not um, certainly just at our council meetings so that sense uh, Yvonne spoke to it a little bit too when I talked earlier about the need for community and our connection with one another there's also that like let's not forget our connection first with God how are we opening ourselves to the way God is leading us. God is connecting with us. God is present with us, ever present with us, even in times of isolation, even in times of busyness or times of loneliness. I mean, through it all, um, how to, to see that the spirit is there. I, had, I um, worked on staff with the pastor at one point. He and I were standing off to the side, before worship started, and as people were coming in and sitting in the pews, I remember him saying to me, I'm always so surprised at the Spirit's work gathering people here. Hmm. And I remember being so shocked by that like, really? You're surprised? I mean, this is somebody who had been in ministry for decades, right? Well, I want to be surprised like that, right? I want to still be surprised. I want to be excited about the way the Spirit is working, gathering us, right? Whether it's on sidewalks or in our buildings, in, in bigger ways or smaller ways or new ways or online. I want to be excited about that. And and I know the people at Faith, um, they have such a deep longing to connect into the community. And they always have. They've had this strong history of um, benevolence, not just with funds, but with their time and with their energy to different I say ministries, but different programs, things that are happening in the community in support of our neighbors and to to look for new ways of doing that and how God is leading us to do that. And, and so I'm excited about that. We're celebrating an anniversary, um, the 75th year of the church and the 40th year of the school this year, and we're planning a big event in September, so that's exciting to think about as well. And I think that holding on to that, that presence of God with us through all of this is, that's the piece that gives me excitement. And I'm going to go back, I know it's kind of silly, but I'm going to go back to my garden. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my garden because there's sometimes when things are so slow or they seem like it's... I talked about it teach, teaching teaching patience, right? By watching and wanting these newly planted um, things to just sprout and become so vibrant and full that trusting that that growth is coming in ways that we can't even see, and it's not you know just in in data kind of growth, but that deepening connection, our own connections with God and with one another and to trust that the spirit is always there, nurturing us in ways that we might not even be aware of. That to me is so exciting. And that's what gives me hope. That's great. I, lo- I
1: love that idea of continuing to be surprised. Yeah. There's so much in that for, for us to to pay attention to. So thanks Debbie. Yvonne, what about you? What are you uh, excited about? What gives you hope as you look look down the road?
2: Yeah. Um, when I was being interviewed by our council to see if this was a good match, um, uh, this appointment was a good match. Um, one of the things that I remember from that from that meeting was, if you want to learn how to fail, come to our congregation. <laughs> and I thought that I was, it. oh, they're just they're just saying this. But I think over and over again, I've seen that trial and error with this congregation is, is, is part of, of ministry. Um, and I see hope in that. I think that, um, that, you know, when, um, when there's creativity and we try something new and something doesn't translate, um, we move on. We let go and we move on. And I think that's, um, that's, um, a lesson throughout the pandemic of um, you know easing our grips on things that we hold so dear, um, uh, on things that that did build up and ground up the church, but are now um, not translating well. Um, and so, and so, yeah. What are some of those trial and errors? What are some of those creative? um, things that, that, um, that may work for a season and then may not. And so there's this, there's hope in the work of the congregation, um, in that. And, um, yeah, there's hope.
1: I love it. I love that trial and error idea. And it it makes me think about, you know, the, the things today that are normal for, for probably all three of our congregations that three to five years ago, if you had told me five years ago that we would be doing like our, our Sunday worship services on YouTube, I would have been like, that's crazy. Like why, you know, and, and, and today it's just, it's normal. We all almost take it for granted. And, and so it just makes me think of how uh, in some ways necessity is the, you know, the mother of all invention. It's the, it's given us this license to, to, to try things and make mistakes and say like, well, we're, we're in uncharted territory. We're kind of uh, seeing how this goes. So I, I, I really appreciate that word about, what, what was the quote from the, the council about we, we fail well or we tell me again about failure?
2: Um, if you want to learn how to fail, come here.
1: I love it. I love it. That is. That might not be a mission statement, but I think all churches should uh, should hold on to that idea. That's that's great. Well, Debbie and Yvonne, thank you both so much for uh, your your insights and your you know just sharing your honesty about what you're seeing i think it's uh it's so helpful to one to know like we're all in this together and we're all learning as as we go but also to know that uh as as we at rpc join with what it is that god's doing in our community we get to do that with you guys and we're grateful for for your presence in this community and your partnership so thank you both yeah
2: thank you austin very thank much you. i appreciate this yeah um, thanks austin
1: grateful for you too we'll have a great one and we'll uh see you you soon thanks everybody
2: bye